and we are back the second time. Um, <laughs> we are the Run Duo. I'm Tommy Mitchell. And I am India Cook. And um, we are... I'm so happy about where we are right now. Yes, yes, yes. Can we, wait a minute. Can we officially do our intro? Because we haven't been together, like, seeing each other in a long time. We've been doing this thing virtually. So to see Tommy, we haven't <laughs> been able to do our full intro. You ready? Yes. All right. And, and we are the, the Run, Run Duo. Duo. In sync. There we go. We're there in we sync go. this there time. So if anybody ever listens to our podcast, sometimes <laughs> we may not be in sync with that intro just because we are not sitting next to each other. Well, <laughs> I, I just want to say before we really get going, I'm so happy to be here at Monday Night Brewing. I, I'm a beer drinker. I love drinking beer. On my way in the car this morning, all I thought about was like, I cannot wait to get here. <laughs> to get and, here and get you a and beer. get me a beer. So mm-hmm, I'm sitting here mm-hmm. sipping one right now. We're going to talk to some other guests that are, are also beer drinkers. Yes. Um, now, India's not really a beer drinker. I am not. But she's good for a free ticket at a race. So, I am. You know. <laughs> Listen, so everybody, yeah, so everybody usually is like, where's India after a beer run or whatever race it is? Because they're like, we're taking her ticket. So, you know, I'm always good for that. So always look out for me after races like this. Now, um, we probably have some new people listening in there. We have actually a, a, a live audience uh, today yes. enjoying some beer as well. So if they don't know anything <laughs> about us, yes. why don't you tell them, Tess, a little bit about us? Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let me just set the scene for those who will be listening to this. We are here on a beautiful December day mm-hmm. on the patio of Monday Night Brewing in West Midtown. Yes. So, uh, Tommy, when you edit this, I think we need the cheers <laughs> after that little statement. All of um, that goodness. This uh, is a, like I said, a de- December day. I think we're going to top out at like 67 degrees or something crazy mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, today would have been the live West Side 10, the eighth annual Monday Night Brewing West Side 10, 10 miler and 10K. Um, and we are here just to celebrate um just celebrate all that is running and craft beer and that collaboration um, with this event. We've got this uh, beautiful day, a great audience here. So hello, everybody who is here, all of our <laughs> West Side 10 participants. And um, like you said, I'm Tess, and uh, we I came to the Run Duo, one of my favorite podcasts, first of all. I listen to Run Duo every two weeks. Yes. Drop that episode. I'm one of the first people, I think, to, to download and listen. And uh, I came up with this idea to bring them in. Even if we would have had a live race today, we were going to do this. Y'all know mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty sure. To just come in and really just talk about the the beauty between the relationship between running and beer. So mm-hmm. that's where we are. That's why we're here. And I am so happy to be here with you guys. Thank you so much. This is super cool. Yes, definitely. So, of course, like Tess mentioned, The Run Duo, we are a bi-weekly podcast that can be found on on all of the major podcasting platforms. So your Spotify, your Apple, um, and your Google, everything. You can definitely come up and get a ticket here or a little tab here so that you can see where to listen to us on. We drop a new episode every other Thursday, so definitely check us out. Most definitely, definitely. So let's let's get this going. As as Tess was saying... um, we're going to discuss the connection between running and beer. Now, um, I, I'll be the first person who has run while drinking, and it's not the uh, most fun thing in the world. But <laughs> running running a marathon and having a cold beer afterwards has got to be one of the best pleasures in the world to me. Mm-hmm. And I know even though India's is not you know, a big beer drinker, <laughs> Tess, what, what are you drinking today? Uh, I've got a little Dr. Robot blackberry sour oh mm-hmm. oh nice yes, yes. I'm, I'm, nice i got the passion fruit ipa oh okay yeah. and i have a nice nar water over here mango guava so listen <laughs> i am sipping on something today there you go exactly. <laughs> proud of you girl thank you <laughs> now tess being um race director extraordinaire um you have reached heights unknown until now in in race directing with Run Social Atlanta, with the race, that sort of thing. Now you're putting your foot in another um, world, I guess, with craft beer. Um, You did an internship uh, recently, correct? That is correct. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, can I tell you the little backstory of how we got here? Sure. Sure. All right. So um, as you mentioned, I'm a race director here in Atlanta, um, and one of my favorite partnerships is with Monday Night Brewing. We uh, have been putting on the West Side 10 for eight years, and we also have another race that we put on, uh, actually two other races that we put on with Monday Night, um, one at the West End Garage 
location called the Monday Nighter, and as well um, as a one-mile race that um, the brewery sponsors. And they also sponsor the race, which you, uh, we all know your audience is very familiar with the race. Um, so needless to say, I have been at Monday Night Brewing a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not only as a race director, but also just as a, a beer fan, beer connoisseur. Whenever they drop something new, I love to be the first one to get there and taste it. Um, so being at these breweries, you know, all the time, it really just started to intrigue me how cool it was, the environment, um, the the community that breweries create, not only for runners and racing events, but the, the neighborhood, surrounding neighborhoods. Um, you know, when I would go to the breweries, I would see people having graduation parties, mm-hmm. birthday parties. I've seen baby showers. And I'm like, this is more than just about the best interesting baby showers. Yeah. I've seen a baby shower. Okay. Yeah. Um, we've hosted several events here. We've had end of year parties. We had chili cook also. So I'm looking at these spaces. I'm like, these spaces are are com- community grounds, basically. Right. They're like community centers with mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. So, <laughs> community, um, <laughs> community center with I beer. I never thought about it like that. Community centers with beer. That's the first time I've said that, and I'm running with it. So um, it dawned on me that I was really taking an interest in the business side of the brewery, okay. not just the partnership side. Mm-hmm. And so I went on Facebook, uh, I think it was July 3rd, and, you know, 2020 got us all thinking about what else should we be doing in life, yes, right? Really? <laughs> How can we branch out? Yeah. We're all, uh, we all have started thought about that side hustle and mm-hmm. uh, what's next in our life. Yes. And so I was thinking and I went on Facebook and I said, today is the first day of my journey towards being a brewery owner. <laughs> and I, I remember just, that. That's all I posted. <laughs> Girl, I got like 500 comments and oh, likes sure. from yes. people. Congratulations. <laughs> When's the grand opening? I'll yes. be there. I want to be your first taste tester. I mean, when it was amazing. <laughs> right. So two of the people that saw that post were two of the three owners of Monday Night Brewing, which I am very close with through our partnerships, um, Joel Iverson and Jonathan Baker. And within a day, both of them emailed and texted me, Tess, let us know how we can help. Mm. You know, I heard, and I think Joel actually texted me, I heard you're opening a brewery. I was like, whoa, <laughs> you went a little far on that one. Huh? <laughs> so that was Ju- July. By the end of July, um, you know, with all the heightened awareness around um, supporting Black-owned businesses and being more mindful of how we're supporting um, the communities in which you are operating your businesses. Um, a lot of um, companies, uh, a lot of breweries, I should say, um, started really paying attention to how they were embracing and, and tackling diversity. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of breweries had started an internship um, geared towards um, giving uh, people of color an opportunity to dive into the brewery industry from all aspects. Mm-hmm. So um, long story short, Monday night was like, we want to put together our version of a diversity internship. Would you like to be our first intern? And I was like, heck yeah, let's right. do this. Let's do this. So I started um, September 1st and I did eight weeks, total immersion. I got a chance to um, be in each department. I got a chance to sit down with the owners and talk and ask questions. I got to go on sales runs. I got to work mm-hmm. the bar, which was awesome. I nice. never poured, I literally never poured a beer before. <laughs> So now I'm. So now you I know how, know how what is it? You have to pour, pour it a certain way, so it's yeah, not too much foam at the top. Exactly. See? I gotta, do know a little bit, guys. You, you gotta, gotta have a, just the right amount of head. I learned that <laughs> right, term. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You gotta know how to talk to the people. Make sure they, you know, you're getting the right beer. Right. You don't want to recommend something and they come back like, what the heck is okay. this? Okay. So anyway. So what was your favorite aha moment, or was there something that you were just so shocked about that you didn't know about the brewery oh, arena? Gosh. I would honestly say every aspect of it, there was something about it. Like, do you know that there is a lab where they have to test? Every beer that you see out here has mm-hmm. been has gone through testing. Mm. I mean, we, we know about testing and protocols right, right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. These beers go through almost the same level of testing as these vaccines that we're about to get yes, through. Yes. <laughs> like, you can be assured that this beer has gone through all the tests and everything. Perfect and um, for quality control. Okay. Um, you know, d- different things that, you know, and, and it's very rare do things go wrong during the fermenting and brewing mm-hmm. process. But mm-hmm. if it does, it's going to get caught. We have a whole lab. So that was like the first one. I was like, oh, my gosh. But even just the level of expertise that each department has. And one of my biggest takeaways 
from the the whole experience was that every department, every aspect of the brewery Mm -hmm. is important, Mm -hmm. you know, but everybody in the brewery thinks that their job is the most important, which I thought was awesome. (laughs) The the canning line's like, without us, there's no beer. beer. The brewer's like, without us, there's no beer. beer. The beer tender's without us, no one comes here. They take this very seriously. But here's the thing, they're all right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that's true. There's always some kind of connection. It's a team, (laughs) team effort. Yes. Definitely. So, you know, something that I think about when I think about beer and running is the first thing that pops up in my head are beer miles. And I don't know if anybody out here has done a beer mile or knows what a beer mile is, but traditionally a beer mile is usually done at a track. So usually you drink one beer, the whole thing, you drink the whole beer, not a sip, but you drink the whole beer, you run a lap around the track, you drink another beer, you do another lap, and you do that until you get to a mile, which is four laps. So that, oh, excuse me. So that's the traditional... How many have you had, India? How many have I had? Y'all heard that little How many Narnars have you had? How many miles have you run? Today I did not do any, but that's okay. But anyways, but definitely the beer mile is what sticks out in my mind. And I cannot imagine chugging a beer, even running one lap, let alone four laps. So, I mean, Tommy, have you done a beer mile before? No, but... Okay, so of course everybody knows what the Peachtree Road Race is. Mm-hmm. And you, most years I just run it. You know, I'm serious. I'm trying to do a time. Yeah. Last year I decided I'm going to start. Let, the people that are giving away the free beer, I'm going to take some. Yes, you're going to you grab know, some so strength beer. I on did the side. that uh-huh. and, at about mile three. My stomach was like, what <laughs> the hell are you doing? Right, right. So yeah. I, I had to slow it down a little bit. So I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what it would be like to do what you just said. Right. And run, you know, a, a mile, you know, those laps right. drinking beer. It'd be ridiculous. And if we think about the Peachtree Road Race, obviously it is a 10K, so 6.2 miles through the heat, usually in July when it's hot as I don't know what in Atlanta. So obviously drinking a beer and running at the same time is a little bit of a, a, a difficult thing, I would say. <laughs> and you get random liquor on Peachtree Course. Yes, it's not just do. beer. It's not just random, beer. Random stranger <laughs> the, liquor The liquor occurs. stuck with people I knew. Yes. Uh, the beer I went ahead. If it was canned, I went ahead right, and, and took exactly. it. Right, exactly. Yeah, the liquor only took But we will say this, knew. just a disclaimer, this isn't Atlanta Track Club handing us out beer. <laughs> no, these are random, these are random spectators random. Exactly. that just love us and want us to get through these these really good 6.2 yes. miles that are handing us beer. So, you know, that is something that sticks out in my mind is a beer mile and really how you feel. I know yeah. a lot of times after we get done running a mile or a mile, 6.2, 26.2, whatever, whatever your run is, you always want something refreshing, right? So you want something that is going to quench the thirst. Of course, you want something that has some electrolytes in it. And the fortunate thing about different types of beers is that they have different levels of sodium and salt and electrolytes in them that gives you that refreshing feeling that's like, ah, like that is, and you know what, I'm going to laugh because Tommy took his first sip of his beer today and that's exactly the sound that he let out. And he didn't even run anything. He just said, ah, and it's like, okay, Tommy, you didn't go anywhere, but I guess the beer was that good that you needed to let that sigh out. So, of course, uh, we all know that there's different places that have made beers. Um, Tommy, you you definitely have some beers that of your choice. Do you have some beers that you prefer to run after a race? Well, after a race, honestly, I could not tell you. I've run five marathons, and, of course, every last one of them had beer afterwards. I couldn't tell you what kind of beer they gave me. I mean, after a marathon, you're just so happy that you just drink it. But um, as far as my favorite beers, um, I'm at Monday Night Brewing, so I love the Blood Orange. Um, we didn't have today, so that's why I'm doing the passion fruit. And he, the guy was right. I do. I really do like it. Um, I do like. Uh, there's a beer. There's an IPA called High Lie out of Florida um, that I really love. It's not good for running. It's like 7.5 uh, alcohol by volume. So Ooh, yeah, you're yes. not you're not running with that one. Right. But then there's another group called Sufferfest. Yeah. And they have. Um, I think it's called LKT. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know has the electrolytes that you were talking about that mm-hmm. I, I truly love. I think that would be a really and, good uh, one. Their beers are all gluten free. That's kind of their yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of their thing. Yeah. So um, those are kind of the beers that I like. But yeah, after a race. You, I mean, you can hand me anything. I'd probably be happy to. <laughs> you know, to drink yeah. It. You mentioned Sufferfest before, and I remember looking that up, and it's a tart pale ale, um, and it has obviously a lot of vitamin C and yeah. sodium that's within that, so it can refresh your body after a really good run. But yeah, those are some really good ones. I think beer also caught my eye last year when the Boston Marathon dropped the Boston twenty six point two brew. Yes. Um, that was something that was really exciting um, that a lot of people was going for, and it was kind of with 
within that that time frame that they had it out, it was literally the beer that everyone was going for after twenty six point two miles. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and yes, um, I I love like the different like collaborations that have been going on with um running entities and beer. So yes. I know um, Big Peach Running Company did a collaboration with Wild Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, um, different beer uh, sponsors, some of the big boxes like Michelob Ultra, Yingling. Mm-hmm. They've really been getting out there and, and creating beer. They, they kind of try to market it as like, this is the beer for runners. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and uh, <laughs> I have gotten, gotten word that, uh, well, actually, let me stop before I say that. We actually did a collaboration with Steady Hambury, mm-hmm. um, the RBG Ale. Did you guys mm-hmm. get a chance to try that when I we did that? For I the did. Race? Actually, we did a sip. I had a sip of that yeah. probably like a month or so ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was the that. red ale. So yes. that was a collaboration. Um, and then uh, I'm, I'm, you know, working my angles to try to get <laughs> Monday night to do a beer for us, a running yes. nerd beer. So yes. I'm thinking 2021 might be the year. I think year. we have some people here that we can probe a little bit more yes. on that to get that get that deal get sealed that, for you, Ted. Exactly. You guys ready to bring yes. up? Yes. All right. So, um, guys, we're going to uh, welcome one of the three owners and founders of Monday night, Mr. Jeff Heck. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. So, you know, I just hinted to someone that we could probably probe a little bit to get that deal sealed. I think he just sat up here at the table that we might be able to uh, have some conversations with. How you, you know, doing? I'm great. It's so good to be with you guys on this beautiful. This is one of my favorite places to be on a Saturday afternoon on this patio right here. You picked yes. a good day to join oh, us, man. too. Yes. It's beautiful. It is amazing. So tell us a little bit about kind of how Monday Night Brewing came about. What oh. was it? Like, I hear some a little birdie told me that you may have gone from corporate America suit and tie to owning a brewery and doing your thing. So tell us a little bit about that transition. We have uh, one of my favorite origin stories of breweries. I, I don't know of any other uh, uh, brewery that started out in a Bible study. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but we started brewing beer because I was in a small group with a uh, Bible study with about 10 guys, and we met at 6 a.m. on Friday mornings, which, by the way, is a terrible time to talk about the meaning of life when you're, like, 25 <laughs> years old. This is true. And uh, But we didn't know each other really well, so we decided that we, would, um, we'd, we wanted to get together in a more casual setting to get to know each other better so monday nights were open so we said let's brew somebody's wife had given them a homebrew kit so we started brewing beer on monday nights in my backyard um, Mm. and my garage which is why our second location is actually called the garage Mm -hmm. because it's sort of inspired by my uh my garage where it all started and then we started brewing beer it tasted directionally like beer so we made some more and then before we know it we were making more beer than a bible study in good conscience could consume by ourselves (laughs) So we started inviting friends and neighbors and coworkers over, and it became this kind of community gathering place. So we'd have at my house for about four years uh, where on Monday nights the street was lined with cars. We'd have 20 to 50 people show up in my backyard, um, you know, from all different walks of life. There were teachers and lawyers and neighbors and, um, you know, just people that – because there are times when people would – we had a blog, so uh, when mm-hmm. blogs were a thing, y'all remember remember blogs? Yeah. 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 There's, there's no thing, just maybe a different setting. Yes, different settings, <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, we'd have people that would come in from out of town for, like, work trips and be like, I follow y'all's blog. Can, nice. uh, can I get the address? So we did that for four years, and then we launched a business in 2011 and uh, with my two partners, Joel and Jonathan. And um, jo- jo- Jonathan was the first to quit his day job. He was a marketing consultant. Nice. And then pretty uh, soon after that, when we opened this place, Joel quit his job. He was doing operational consulting. Oh. And then I was in finance um, and did that for 13, 12, 13 years. And, uh, and I left that gig in 2016, um, about four and a half years ago, to come uh, the the last domino to fall, so yeah. to speak. So, so as the business grew, oh, yeah. Man, so how does that feel? So were y'all kind of y'all were obviously kind of suit and tie guys, maybe not literally, but going from corporate America to brewing. I'm yeah. sure you're like, this is awesome. It was great. It was great. Yeah. I mean, the the fun thing about uh, we love about beer. Our our purpose statement is, uh, is at, at Monday night is that we exist to deepen relationships over some of the best beer in the country. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's hard sometimes in that corporate environment where you have to, you know. You got to posture. You got to you got to play the politics. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing we love about beer is it's the great leveler, right? Beer right. kind of takes away pretense, yeah. um, and uh, and we love the community that it, that it's, uh, that builds around it. So we always like. See, so y'all were talking about earlier. You know, not remembering what beer you had after mm-hmm. a run, right? Yeah. I'm fine with that as a brewery owner because we always say w- the best experiences at Monday night are actually not about the beer; they're about mm-hmm. the people and the experience that you're having or that you have had um, that you've come out of. So, right. well, I will say. Um, people who sign up for our Monday night races, 
they sign up because they want a specific beer. Like, <laughs> we definitely get people like, is uh, such and such going to be on tap? Is Dr. Robot going to be on tap? And, <laughs> I, and I, I go back to, you know, Jonathan. I'm like, we need to make sure this is on tap. Or people are going to be angry. So you, you, built, you built like that, uh, that following. At the same time, um, bringing in new beer drinkers, I think you, you get that combination with a place like this. Um, it's amazing the yeah. overlap between, like, the beer community and the running community. Yeah, well, that, that kind of leads into the next question. Like, right. why is community important to Monday night, and what are some of the things that you have purposely done to reach out to the community? Because you could easily just be here tucked away. Mm-hmm. Only market to get your beer business, drinkers. Yeah, keep it moving. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there, I, I can name – countless organizations that you've you've supported so tell us a little bit about why that was important to you as a, a company to to be that type of brewery yeah i mean it all comes back to that to the to how we started which was we started not trying in an effort to make money but an effort to get to know each other better and that's one of the things we say a lot internally is if we have a successful business but we are not a meaningful part of our community then we failed as a company. That's that's we want to be more than about just what our product is, and it comes back ultimately to the things that are important to us. Um, you know, I've been in Atlanta since uh, since I graduated college almost almost 20 years ago, and uh, and thought I would be here for a few years and then move on to the next cool city. But I just found I love this city. I love everything about it. Um, it's it's a I like to say it's a it's a beautiful broken place, and uh, and so if you want to be a part of meaningful change in any community you're a part of, it means you have to sink some roots. Um, Mm -hmm. And you have to also realize that you're part of, um, we can't do it all by ourselves. We just make, we make beer and we have space. So then we started asking the question, well, who do we need to partner with to really further that mission statement? Tess is a a wonderful example of how um, we've been able to do that, not um, just on our own, but by partnering with, uh, with other people who are doing great stuff. And we have what we have. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, you know, there's little things we've done. Like even if you look out, we're on the patio right now. We've got a picnic picnic tables that are really long. Mm-hmm. They're spaced out right now, but usually we did we didn't want to have a bunch of individual tables. We wanted to have single communal tables where people would get to uh, meet somebody that they'd never met before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we want people to be close, which is why the pandemic is yes. so terrible for what we want to be doing. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, why it's great to be doing something like this to actually right. be connecting with other with other people. Absolutely. Well, and also I think you know because a lot of people may think beer and running are strange bedfellows because it's really, I mean, you can put it any way you want. Beer and running. It's, beer is not good for running, period. <laughs> but the the there's a very small percentage of runners who are out there truly trying to break world records. Most right. people run because they enjoy running and the social aspect of it. And that's the same thing with beer. Yep. People enjoy beer and they enjoy the social aspect of it. And I think that's where they marry up very well. I think you're mm-hmm. totally right. I think you're totally right. We, I've been shocked at how much, um, uh, actually all, all three, Joel and Jonathan and I are, are runners. I think I I'm was the, just about to ask that. that I was think I'm the only one, I think I'm the only one who's done a marathon. Okay. Uh, so I've done like three, I've run a three marathons. Has like an Ironman though? Uh, I'm sure he has not done an Ironman. <laughs> if he told you that, he's lying. Fact check, fact check. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I gotta definitely fact uh, check that one. If, if, if he 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 might have done like a like a a, a, a mini triathlon, like a, a sprint top, triathlon a with, his, with his kids or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his kids. He called yeah. an Ironman. <laughs> which, which marathon did you do? I did uh, I did the Georgia Marathon twice, and I've done um, Nashville, the oh, con- the you country music. Hills, man. It was brutal. I mean, <laughs> I have yet to run an easy marathon. Yes. But I did. I've done. I don't know. Maybe a half dozen halves, and I've done. I've done like the Silver Comet a few times, which okay. is the most generous half marathon <laughs> at all, because because you start uphill, uh-huh. and then you run down to the entrance to the trail. Yeah. You run out and back, and so you net actually decline yep. over the course of the race uh-huh. it is glorious yeah. <laughs> it's great the best thing the best thing so after those marathons or your half dozen halves did you definitely grab a beer a hundred percent and i'm with tommy i couldn't tell you what but i do remember i do remember the set i remember the setting and i remember who was there like okay. i remember um after the Na- nashville marathon you know like you said you the you just like my body earned this beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And actually, my body earned the next two beers, too. Right. You probably deserve more. Because, you know, the thing about it is with running, especially running fulls and halves, you have had to train for a couple months, right? Or, you know, depending upon how how well you are with training and, and doing the race. But you deserve probably more than just two or three beers, yes. I would say. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm totally with you. But I remember this little bar we were sitting in in Nashville 
uh, it was like an outdoor patio, and I, I ran it with my dad and oh. my father-in-law. Nice. And I just remember, I remember who was there. I remember right. the set, and that that's what I love. That's what I love about beer too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that same. We did it together. We worked together. We trained together. We traveled together. Right. And um, yeah. Yeah, and I know, like, speaking of the Georgia Marathon or Publix Georgia, now the Atlanta Marathon, they are typically on a Sunday, so you're not actually allowed to have a beer sponsor. But (laughs) Tommy knows this well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Running nerds, we typically have our tent set up. Yes. And I always have a cooler full of Monday night beer. Yeah. (laughs) At the finish. Definitely. People, I I make a new set of friends every year. Jay, am I okay to say this on there? <laughs> I make a new set of friends every year because they're like, oh, they got beer at the running nerd set. I think, uh, Tess, you probably have something to do with that, too. You're, uh, you're, you're one who I know is not, it's not, not hard for you to make a new friend. Oh, yeah. Well, you're definitely going to make some because I guarantee you your tent's going to be full uh, oh, yeah. the next time. I love it. Everybody's going to be the there. The one year that uh, we did the marathon, and Tommy and I did the marathon the same year, that was like the worst year because everyone was gone by the time we finished. That's true. That is true. Yes. Because everybody does the half and then they come to the tent. Right. All the, all the beer's gone. I was like, okay, I'm not doing the full again. So, there, so y'all didn't have a beer left on that on that I, time? No, I tucked one away for okay, myself, but there okay. were no extras okay. for sure. Hey, Tommy, you missed out on that one, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Jeff, I do have a very serious question for you. How do I get the job of tester, a uh, taster? How do, how do I get that job? What do, what do I got to do? I um, think I'll come that, in on Mondays. I'll yeah, come like in on what Mondays. What day is it that we can te- that Tommy can test the beer? Exactly. That's all he wants to know. I do all know. the testing, and then I'm done for the week. I think you're. I think you're actually do, doing some good testing right now. I see. I see that. I see that glass going down. Yeah. You're, uh, you're like, I need another test. Let's let's test that one more time. Yeah, we can test that again. We do. Uh, we do do. Uh, 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 we take. Uh, in addition to all the testing that Tess was talking about, mm-hmm. we do sam- We do taste. Do a sensory uh, t- taste of every single batch that we do uh, mm-hmm. on Friday afternoons. Our head brewer and our our brewmaster, our cellar manager, our lab manager, myself, our, um, we all get together and we and we go through every beer that's been packaged. Mm-hmm. We have specific things we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny, you'd think it would be like, you know, kind of a party kind of environment, but you, it's very, it's very yeah, serious. It's very, it's very serious. serious. Yeah, I would I consider, I would you, think that it was. You, yes. You're not allowed to talk to each other because you don't want to like bias each other, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, all that odd stuff. So, um, and then we, and then we step back. If something isn't on, on point, then we are like, okay, this is what what happened. Let's go back and look at our notes and see, you know, mm-hmm. all the all the tests and stuff that Tess was talking about. Now, while we're kind of talking about, you know, the actual nuts and bolts about it, for our listeners who don't know, what is craft beer? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it depends <laughs> who you ask, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there yeah. are uh, there there is a um, so the so the Brewers Association is like the the craft beer, the independent brewers. Um, kind of association uh, for for the trade organization for craft beer mm-hmm. and uh so they have very specific definitions and it's really it's it's small uh so it has to be under a certain size so we're not budweiser we're not miller coors um and or and you can't be owned by one of those large brews so you guys were talking about Sufferfest. they actually got bought by um sierra nevada mm-hmm. recently. i heard that yeah I but did sierra that. nevada is still within the craft category so they're considered craft right? okay um and then uh and then ownership so you have to be owned by a uh, like a u.s based like a certain percentage of your company has to be owned by a, a u.s based company um so it's just a, little, a few you know things like that it's not it's not particularly like Sexy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more but the logistics. It sounds like. <laughs> I think. I think. I, I think about it a lot more as a as a as a culture of of of, yeah. of how do you approach your liquid. I mean, like if you think of a what what is a craftsman. I mean, I like to to tell our our team like we're we're craftsmen. We're we're craftswomen. We're people who who invent who are creating something you know by hand. We're not. On the one hand, we are kind of a factory, and that mm-hmm. we're that's kind of how we work. But we're, we care about the creative side too, um, yeah, and I think that's really what defines um, craft more than anything. The word itself kind of is self-explanatory almost. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a buzzword. Yeah, really too. for, for mm-hmm. craft. Like if, if you if you call something, and you even see some of the big boxes now using the term craft to draw more attention mm-hmm. to their uh, to their to their their brands, but the craft brew community. I mean, that's you talk about things that I learned during the internship. I learned that there are people who are serious mm-hmm. <laughs> when there are beer releases. I mean, they know what time they or they sell out. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. The we had one last night, crazy. the situational ethics yes, event. That we had night. we had uh, we released we released these new beers, and we had a yeah a whole, whole bunch of people that paid a lot of money to come be the first people to taste them, to hear them talk, us talk about them, to hear our brewmaster tell the story of mm. what it meant to him and how each of the little. Uh, you know, kind of nuances of it. It's yeah. wild. It's wild. Good stuff. Yeah. 
And just thinking about the relationship of fitness and beer, we just had a group of riders, bike riders. Yes. That yes. just showed up. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know how far they rode to get yeah. here. I mean, they might be living right down the block. <laughs> <rode> down, <laughs> said they'd grab a beer. But, yeah, I mean, fitness really uh, lends itself to right. coming in and communing uh, right here. Definitely. At the, uh, midnight, uh, Monday Night Brewery. They definitely look like they're super, uh, they're serious cyclers. So they went somewhere through it Atlanta like and it came on like over it. here, and they have a beer in hand right now. So there you go. There's that connection. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I just think that. So do you have Jeff? Do you have a beer that you absolutely love? Like after a run or workout, do you have a go-to? Man, you know I love my IPAs. Uh, generally, I mean, yes. I just, so IPA. I love my IPAs. Uh, so I love space lettuce. But if I'm looking for something that's going to be a um, like a real like a post workout something, usually I'll um, I'll go more something a little lighter. Um, okay. So I do a Taco Tuesdays a lager that we have um, that I that I really love. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be fully. I'm gonna be totally honest with you though. Okay. I can completely. I can completely do an IPA post workout. Okay. Like, <laughs> I know people are like, oh my stomach can't take it. I just worked out. I'm like. I just worked out. Give me a 9% IPA. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. Maybe that comes from just being you in the industry. I don't, no, I don't no. know. Yeah. Maybe Dude, you can just rough. hold it a little bit better than <laughs> yeah. And, you yeah. know, we got to talk about Lalo because Lalo was the, the beer that you guys created for the, the person that wants to try an IPA. Yep. But doesn't want to get punched in the face. <laughs> so Lalo, it's a low-cal and low-ABV IPA, and so I start. I tried it, and I started drinking them right after long runs, and Ooh, that is a, a refreshing it beer. Is. So mm. I do this thing where I keep a cooler in my car, so when I go on my long runs, it's right there when I finish, and, like, I'll just chill. And, and it's not going to, you know, you can drive after you drink right. a Right, it's like 3, <laughs> 3%. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that's going to be my question. <laughs> okay, 3%. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And it's hard because, like, that's a good thing on the craft because, like, a lot of, like, large breweries are making, like, low-calorie uh, beers, and they just have no flavor whatsoever. Yeah. But for us, we're like, how do we make a really great IPA that's 3% alcohol mm-hmm. uh, so that people, you know, same kind of thing with supper, you know, supper fest. Like, how do, you, how do you make that beer that after a run, after a workout – or, uh, or if you want to go to the beach and you're, you know, watching your calorie intake or right. whatever and sit by the pool and mm-hmm. you want to drink like three or four, but, you know, you don't want to. Be passed yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're already tired after a run or being at the beach and the sun's baking you. You don't want anything extra. extra. Exactly. And I'll say I've been, I've been drinking a lot of Narwater, too. Narwater is okay. a great, like, it's uh, our hard seltzer, Kraft's hard seltzer. It's so actually that, good. I know. Right? <laughs> it's good. I know. You can do Narwater. I think I could do this. Right, I was, I'm, I'm, o- I'm over here sipping on it, so, you know, hey. Okay, so. Put this on the list. Next year at the uh, Publix, you make sure, you know, whatever. <laughs> make sure. Make there some Narwaters yes. in the yes. cooler. He will love some Narwater after a race. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I definitely think I can do, uh, do a Narwater. Thank there you, you for introducing it to me, Tess. No I problem. appreciate it. That's something I learned. My <laughs> skills that I learned during my internship. Honing her sales skills. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that, right? See, I didn't even know she was doing work on me. That's, yes. That's the best. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, there's nothing better. And I, I found that at, at the brewery uh, here at Monday night, finding someone that knows their product because mm-hmm. that makes y- your your experience so much better. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, I, like I said, um, I wanted the blood orange. They didn't have it, and he hit me up with something that yep. was perfect Quickly. for what I want. Yeah, alternatives. yeah, you got to know your product for sure. And, and that's and it's as Sue we talk about a lot about how like your your understanding and knowledge is a way that you can actually build relationships because mm-hmm. what that does is then that starts a conversation. Like, well, tell me what you like. Like, you start mm-hmm. a conversation, relationship, and if you're just yeah, you know, if you're just like, oh, well, we're out of that, you know, then exactly, like, yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. well. <laughs> kind of feel like an idiot, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's a I, huge part I of hospitality. I really enjoyed um, when I worked behind the bar. Like, that was uh, – I did a week over at the garage and a week here at uh, West Midtown, and that was just my favorite part, just getting to know people. Um, you get a lot – the thing that was really cool was just the diversity, not just racial diversity, but beer drinking experience diversity that mm-hmm. would come through the brewery yeah. on a given day, you know? Um, it was just really cool. You get people who literally come again for they know what they want, mm-hmm. all the way to hey, I've never been here before. What do you recommend? Yeah, and hundred yeah. percent of the time, whatever you recommend, they they come back and order another one. No, no, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's yeah. tied into I think a little bit to running too, right? Like mm-hmm. you got some people who are running because they enjoy the social aspect and just kind of take it casually. Yeah. They're like go right. out for a, a jog. You got people who, like I know when I was training for like a half or something, I had. 
I had it all scheduled out. I knew every single day how yeah. long what my target time was. Yeah. Like, I, I knew, it, you know, it was all planned out. Um, mm-hmm. And then and uh, and other people who like don't care at all about their time. And mm-hmm. then you got people who are, you know, professional and right. Yep. And the same with beer. And so one of the things we talk a lot about with at Monday night with our 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 team at the at the bar. Is like don't make assumptions. Like you gotta don't make assumptions about what people know or don't know. Mm. But ask a question to understand. Like so, hey, like what are you looking for today? Right, uh, opening conversation. Because I think sometimes we can't assume that you know not everybody who listens to y'all's podcast is thinks about running the same way, and mm-hmm. not everybody who comes here mm-hmm. uh, is 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 this has the same knowledge about beer. Yeah, and I think that's something that I th- I talk about a lot with my friends and with Tommy is that sometimes we'll throw out run run terminology mm-hmm. and we think that yes. everybody knows certain terminology mm-hmm. just because we're engulfed in it all the time. And they're like, people are like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you no, talking about? So what are you talking about? <laughs> We've been uh, talking about, like, inc- like even the word inclusion. Like, mm-hmm. we were like, when you thought these buzzwords nowadays, diversity, equity, inclusion. Well, actually, inclusion is in a lot of part, like, don't make assumptions about people. Ask right. them a question that allows you to sort of include them right. in, like, what we're trying to do here. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because you never know. I mean, it's it's never really a look of things. So sometimes we see people and, you know, you'll get the comment of, oh, you're a runner or they have no idea or you think that you assume that they know certain terminology, but that's just from from just looking in your eyes or looking at someone versus actually starting that conversation and having an actual good um, knowledge depth for yourself and communicating with them to see what they do learn and you just never know it's a right. gate the, the gate kind of opens up for everything yeah you're not like uh see a see a uh, a bearded white guy in a flannel come to the bar and be like oh here's your ipa sir right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly we're not gonna assume he's drinking ipa he he's like actually i'm looking i'm looking for a rosé <laughs> <laughs> They have, they have rose IPAs. Yeah, I know rose IPAs. <laughs> wow, wow. Yes. Now, since since you're on the the podcast, and for our listeners who have no idea what Monday Night Brewing, what a Monday Night Garage is, tell us a little bit about your locations here in Atlanta. Um, tell us a little bit about you know you guys serve food as well. Talk about that so I, we can get some more people in here to see this great. Um, organization you have here. Awesome. Yeah, we've got, um, we actually have three locations. We've got uh, two here in Atlanta, um, this one in West Midtown, um, and then another in Southwest Atlanta in the West End, uh, what we call the garage. So the gar- both of those places have, you know, 24 ta- uh, taps or so, and um, a great variety of different beers. So you, we're, uh, we're open, open seven days a week. You can find out on our website or social media accounts. And then we also just opened in September a, a location in Birmingham, Alabama, mm. a full-service restaurant there. So we've got a, we, we have our own kitchen. We make uh, tacos and nachos and um, kind of Mexican-inspired food. Um, nice. And, uh, and our, uh, we'll be brewing our, our own beer there um, shortly. So, um, for, so it's been – I don't know who opens a restaurant in the middle of a pandemic. Um, you know? And uh, <laughs> well. So far, well. so good. It's a beautiful place and yes. a great team. So, um, but actually, that's a huge part of what, what, what we wanted to do. We, we've been selling beer in Alabama for you know, six or seven years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But being, but you know, you don't want to just be a, a facing on a grocery store shelf. You want to be part of the community, and yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, we opened. A, you know, that's a, it's a way for us to connect more deeply with the with the communities that we actually are, are selling our product in. So, well, I'll say this: as far as craft beers, you own my local Kroger. I mean, <laughs> you guys have the best Shout placement. Kudos yes. to our sales team. Yep. They are doing it because. I walk in there and I might be like, in my mind, I might want one thing, but then I get to the display like, oh no, let me get. Yeah, this. there you go. <laughs> well, next year is going to be even even more. So, uh, yeah. so we're excited about it. Yeah, great to hear. Awesome. Great to hear. So before we let Jeff go, we got to get two commitments from you, okay? One air commitments. Uh-oh. This is recorded in history. This is recorded right? now. Everybody listening. One. 2021, when we return to running, you got to pick a race to do with us. Yeah, 100. I'm in. All right. Okay. Done. And you're okay. bringing the beer, yeah. of course. <laughs> I'm bringing the beer. You're gonna run our race as so well. Let's bring on, the beer. Before we go on, before we go on, is that like anytime you go somewhere, does everybody say that to you? Like, well, Jeff, you'll bring the beer, right? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I, 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 now I still, I still, I still, honestly, I have meetings where I go to like church, and they're like, "Hey, are you Where's bringing some beer?" beer? <laughs> I'm a Presbyterian, so. It's like, Jeff's here. Jeff's here. Jeff's here. Okay, I'm sorry if you didn't remember. That was great. All right, we got one commitment, Tess. What's the next one? The second commitment is, and I I have talked with Peter, head brewer here Uh at Monday night. (laughs) Got to get this running nerds brew. I got your recipe. I got the audience. I we can pack a house for a beer release. Can we get the Runny Nerds beer in production in 2021? I think we can do that, Tess. Right. I think we yeah. can do that. All right. All right. We got you heard it here. Yes, you heard, you it, heard here. it here. It's recorded. Yes. It, it is, is recorded. <laughs> so, Jeff, I just want to personally thank you for just being an awesome community. Monday night and, and Jeff and, and all of you guys being an awesome, awesome community 
um, pillars, really. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys kicked off the craft brewery movement, in my mind, here in Atlanta, have introduced more people to craft beer than I think any other brewery. And uh, this this community is so much better because of Monday night. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yes. I mean, I'm so. excited to see where, where we go from here. Yes. Incredible kind words. And yes. uh, and you've been a huge part of that, as, mm-hmm. as well as have so many other people. So I appreciate the privilege of being on with you guys today. Of yeah. course. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And keep doing great things. We will. <laughs> Thank right. you. Keep drinking Monday night. <laughs> yes. I'll, see you, I'll see you on that run. Yes, we will see you then. Yes. <laughs> so, of course, that was amazing. And uh, we have another great guest that's going to be coming up. Um, we have Mr. Jay Holder. You know, I'm going to say that Is he, Jay Holder in the audience? Hello. Jay Holder. Is Jay, Where is he at? Is Jay He's Holder right here. here. <laughs> Hold on just a second. Turn the volume up. Okay. <laughs> Did I get to catch the entrance music? You just got an entry, Whoa. Jay. <laughs> you got a whole entry, oh, Jay. Oh, amazing. <laughs> All right, so we have Mr. Jay Holder in the building. So, you know, Tess... I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put Tess on the spot. She called you a beer nerd. Could you would you say that you would be a beer nerd? Well, Zay? I used to say I was a running nerd and a beer dork, but okay. I feel like Tess <laughs> Tess is trademarked running nerd. So I've got I've just switched. Okay, so now I'm a okay. beer nerd and a running dork. Okay, I got it, got it, got it. And for those that don't know, Jay Holder is also the marketing director of Atlanta Track Club. He's got his Atlanta Track Club gear on today. So mm-hmm. welcome, Jay. Thanks, India. Thanks, You're Tommy. Welcome. Thanks, Tess. Of Thanks course. for having. Yeah, of course. It's awesome. And Tess texted me. She's like, can you come to Monday Night Brew? I didn't even know what the rest of the sentence was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll be there. <laughs> was it like, can you come to Monday Night Oh, hey. Yeah. Honey, when is that? honey, here. You honey, got take the kids, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, take the kids. It's never hard to get It's a work emergency. I got to go. <laughs> I'm always down to come to a brewery. Right. You probably told your wife, it's for work. That's it's right. Work. Work. It's work. <laughs> I put it on my work calendar yeah. so I look official. All of that. I have on my Atlanta Track Club gear. This is official. This is for work. And I might just have a beer as well. Indeed. Indeed. So what are you drinking, Jay? What do you got down there? I'm drinking a space lettuce. And uh, I will tell you, I, I was just telling Jeff this and I, and I told Tess this. This beer, I had this for the first time. I didn't actually run the West Side 10. I think it was 20. It was the, day, it was the year of the snowstorm. 27, 27. My wife ran it. Mm. And so I, I said, I'll take the kids. I won't run. And I came to meet her here because the race was the race was canceled, but they the, everybody still went out and ran anyways mm-hmm. in the snow. And I was really excited to try this new beer that Monday Night was putting out called Space Lettuce. I had heard great things about it. And I came here to, to meet her after her run and, and had a beer on tap and was just blown away. And this is the beer that it made me fall in love with this brewery. It's just an incredible IPA. And so when I when I heard Westside 10 and, and, and Monday Night Brewery, I thought, that's the beer I have to order today because this is my tradition, my Westside 10 tradition. All right. Space Great. Are, are you an IPA person overall? Yeah. I mean, I'd say over, overall, and I, I've tried really hard to diversify my beer uh, my beer menu at home because I, I, I gravitate towards IPAs and probably drink too many of them. So <laughs> I've tried to go for other styles, but I always kind of come back to the IPA. Yeah. That's, that's the first love. Yes, indeed. Nice. Yes, indeed. So speaking of what you may have at home, do you have a beer that you like to wind down to? Like after a long day at Atlanta Track Club, do you have a beer that's your go-to beer? Uh, the Monday Night Hot Putt series, and I know we're here, so it's going to sound like I'm just saying that because we're here, but no, the Monday Night Hot Putt <laughs> series has been one that I've, I've followed all through uh, the pandemic. They started putting, um, putting them out, I, I believe, around the time that it started, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I've been pretty steadily uh, get, filling my fridge with those. But, you know, a good IPA, probably at, at the end of the day, a good, I'm very weather-dependent on my beer, okay. so summer... Warm weather IPA or a, or a lager. If it gets real cold out, I'll look for a stout or okay. a, a barrel aged. Yeah. So okay. I, I like to change it. I like to never ha- like to have the same beer two nights in a row. Mm. I give it to you. Oh, if yeah. You're doing a barrel you got aged. Rules with this. Yeah. Thing, huh? I, I have way, probably I too many rules. Okay. <laughs> well, you said he was a beer dork. So I mean, yeah. he's, you got to <laughs> have rules if you're gonna do Own that. It, you know. Yeah. But I got to give it to you. If you're doing a barrel aged, you're a strong drinker. I got to give it to you. Those are usually but, strong. But just one. You know, yeah. one and then just go to sleep yeah. and call it a night. Yeah. So is that the one that you would drink on a kids' free weekend usually? <laughs> I wait till after they go to bed. Okay, 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 okay. This okay. is a rare <laughs> noon, noon, noon time beer. 
No yeah. judgment here, Jay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. You definitely sound like a connoisseur. So exactly. That's makes, makes now, Jay, good. you've been on our on the podcast before, of course. Yep. But for people, you know, because I think you were on early on, kind of tell us a little bit about your background as far as, you know, of course, the Atlanta Track Club marketing director as a runner, that sort of thing. Sure, I think this is my third time on your podcast. Yeah, it is. is. Third? I know, yeah. like, wow. If you're I was about on, to say, you're missing out. You're a regular. <laughs> if you're on Saturday Night Live five times, <laughs> they give you, a, like, a jacket. <laughs> we need to be getting his jacket together, Tommy. He's been on three times. I yep. think this might be my fourth time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, do we count Shut Up Tommy? In the, sure. in the, Why uh, not? Shut no, up. Yeah. I might Those be on a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm the director of marketing for Atlanta Track Club. I've been here since, uh, this is actually, it's five years, two weeks from now, so almost five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a runner, I, I ran collegiately uh, at D3, not good, uh, back of the pack kind of <laughs> runner. Took some time off, probably drank too much beer after college, and, <laughs> and then uh, decided to get back into it. And uh, I was a TV news producer for 12 years, um, working in New York City. And uh, had the opportunity to combine my love of telling stories, uh, which is what I did in, in TV, and running. And so mm-hmm. uh, it, it was too good to pass up and move to Atlanta in, in January 2016 to, to take on that role. Um, and have found the running in the beer community here to be, you know, I'd put them up against any running and beer community in, in the country. Uh, they're just, it's just a, it's just a great place to, to, to love both things and um, this is this event and what's happening today is, is kind of emblematic of all that. So, um, so yeah, ready for the next half of a decade. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you are ready. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how Atlanta Track Club has kind of partnered or has worked to grow the community between Atlanta Track Club and local breweries. Yeah, uh, one of the things that we do uh, with local breweries is we started with actually our partnership with the Atlanta Beltline mm-hmm. about a year ago. We started doing runs on all four spurs of the Beltline, and each run, each group run, partners with a brewery. So you start and end at that brewery, and hopefully after your run, <clears throat> do that, you know, have that social experience uh, at, at the different breweries. So Monday Night Garage is one of them on the west side that we use, Eventide on the south side, New Realm on the east side. And then on the north side, we need a brewery there. So if Monday Night's looking to open a fourth location, because <laughs> Look, I live on the north go. side. So, <laughs> so what areas would be considered north side? Like, so well, the north side belt line comes up. It, it really ends at Collier Road mm-hmm. there, and it starts over by, um, like, Bobby Jones Golf Club on Northside Drive. Mm-hmm. I'm not really not sure. It's not too far from right. here. It's not too, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, st- we, we, uh, we started a bar over there called, uh, uh, what's the name of that bar now? It's been so long since we've been able to gather. I think it's called Tommy's. Uh, it's a Chicago Bears bar, and I'm a Packers fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to instill That's that one in your brain. But really, one of the reasons was that we wanted to, we, we understand that, that runners like to, share beer they like to run miles and drink beers and so mm-hmm. when we came up with this group run series partnering with a local brewery was really important to us and yeah. the belt line's really behind that too so um so that's one of the ways uh we work with we do work with the craft brewery around peachtree in the past we've run, worked with yingling which is the, oh, actually the oldest craft brewery in the country mm-hmm. hard to hard to believe that yingling which you can buy anywhere is a craft brewery but they are family owned and, and are have mm-hmm. been around since uh, i think late 1700s so do they fit the definition that jeff described they technically are part of the Craft Brewers Association. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. Okay. Little known fact. Uh, right. Right. So, uh, so uh, you know, we're always looking for more ways. Of course, Sweetwater is our neighbor. They just got bought, though, so they're no longer a craft brewery. Oh, really? Uh, mm. They just got purchased yep. by a Canadian company. Um, but So we're always looking with ways to work with them. Yeah. And the, I, the I know I've been here. to some events. You guys have partnered with um, Terrapin on some events. Mm-hmm. Um, also no longer a craft brewery, but we have. Really? Yeah, they're owned by Miller that one. Yeah. Jay, we haven't talked in a while, man. No, Jay has all the secrets. Yeah, if y'all exactly. can't tell, now, maybe not secrets, but he has all you, the knowledge. He's you, dropping we, the tea for you, us today. You're dork. We talked about that. I mean, <laughs> you're a nerd. Running dork. Jay, I got to give it to you. You know your stuff, uh-huh. man. Yeah. Yeah, he's living up to his name of yeah. a running dork. Yeah, I hear exactly, you, Jay. Exactly. So, Jay, I have a question. Sure. Um, do you find that the breweries reach out to you say hey i want to partner with atlanta track club because i know you guys have this audience of runners are you reaching out to them saying hey we've got all these runners runners love beer i think it goes both ways uh there there are some breweries where the people who work there the owners the brewers are runners so they understand that that relationship between running and brewing and there are some 
breweries where they don't quite know that there are a lot of runners who like to drink a beer, and then we come to them and, and they find out. So, so New Realm is a great example. I don't think New Realm had any idea about this relationship between the running community and the beer community, and we started showing up on Tuesday nights at their brewery on the East Side Beltline, and they were like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> look at these people who are, mm-hmm. who are coming out. So, so I think it goes both ways. Um, uh, but, you know, certainly once we introduce running to the beer community or, other, or other way, the other way around, it kind of just snowballs from there. Yeah. Definitely. I think that that makes sense. It's like one of those things where if you don't know, you know, until you're exposed, right? Like you right. don't know, you don't know. But they're like, hey, we got another population that we need to tap into. Exactly. Exactly. And Tess, you've done a great job of, of, of sort of partnering with breweries around town and, yeah. and really bringing that relationship to light. Like, you know, my favorite race is to do so. I can't do a lot of the Atlanta Track Club races because I'm working. Right. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite races to do every year and that we do as a staff are the races at the Monday Night Garage or the West Side 10. We, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's because we can get out and run and we can do a race stress-free. I know it's not yeah. stress-free for you, but it's stress-free for us. <laughs> Very different. Let me tell you, the entire Atlanta Track Club staff signed up for the, the inaugural Monday Nighter. I was a nervous wreck. Rich Kanab. <laughs> I mean, everybody, the whole executive team, all... And, of course, you know Jenny sent me notes after the race. Oh, I'm sure she did. But I was like, I am literally putting on a race for the people that put put on the biggest races. races. Biggest races, right. I was so nervous. I I probably was, like, so on point with the volunteers. Like, volunteers, listen, I need you guys at every (laughs) intersection. So, but no, that was was a great honor. Yeah, well, we we picked that race because we knew it would be a lot of fun. We knew that you guys do such a great job, but also because we knew there'd be an opportunity afterwards for us to gather and just kind of hang out exactly. as, a, as friends as opposed to coworkers. And and that, that inaugural race is still one of my best memories here in Atlanta because we had such a good time. I also won the race, and, and I'm, not, I'm, not, saying yes, that, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that because I have a – that trophy was a tap handle for Eyepatch L, yes. and it's my favorite running trophy ever. So I'm <laughs> Yeah, we forgot to mention that in his intro, that he is a run social podium finisher. Yes. Wow. And I'm going to petition <laughs> yeah. for the return of Eyepatch L while I'm here at Monday Night oh, so Brewing. You know, my petition is for Fu Man Brew. Oh, that's so right. That's we need good to, one. maybe we can go in together right. on a bill. <laughs> Bring back <laughs> OG Monday Night. Yes, <laughs> yeah. OG. Bring OG. back Fu Man Brew. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I like to say this, just having both of you here, Tess as well as Jay, because mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, both of your organizations, I think, have done a great job. And, you know, we don't like to bring up the fact that we're in a pandemic because um, we want <laughs> things to be happy, but we are in a pandemic. But both of your organizations have found ways to overcome it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever we had to do. Jay, the 10-miler out mm-hmm. there at the racetrack, it was hills, but you mm-hmm. told me it was hills, so I was, right. I was fine with it. <laughs> but He showed you. We, we we showed, yeah, you showed <laughs> us it was hills. Right. But I love that you went outside the box and found a way to put on a race in person. People right. still want to run. Exactly. Yeah, you know, people want to run, and there has yeah. to be opportunities for to do it for them to do it. And virtual racing is awesome, uh, and and there are you know that there are many opportunities to to make virtual racing better and make that feel like that authentic race time experience. But when we can find ways to do by appointment racing and mm-hmm. find venues that will allow us to gather, so that's one of the reasons we went to the racetrack is because mm-hmm. it's a private venue, mm-hmm. and we could say we're going to come here, and we're going to do this safely. And, you know, we're not going to we're not going to impede any, you know, any local streets or, you know, take any local resources away from the community in a time where it's where those are sparse. Mm-hmm. Um, when we can find opportunities like that, we, tr- we try to capitalize on that, too. So the Publix Atlanta Marathon coming up at the end of February mm-hmm. will be sort of the similar sort of a similar situation. Not as many hills where Atlanta Motor Speedway, not at Road Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a flat track. Okay. <laughs> is it really flat or is it like Atlanta flat? Because, you know, there's a difference. No, I mean, well, the track is flat. And okay. so, uh, and the, the roads within the track are flat. So okay. it, it, there is one hill on the course that I know of, but for okay. the most part, it's, it's beyond Atlanta flat. It's, okay. Okay. It's, it is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's much flatter than the normal Publix Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, I know exactly. you guys all know. <laughs> yes, well. we do know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Well, the whole time I will say when we spoke of the 10 miler, the whole time, every time I laughed around, I saw Jay and I'm like, Jay. <laughs> I think I have some pictures of you on my phone. You do? I'm so happy. Was he, was he like turning his head like, I don't know. He was like, no, what mean. he was saying to us every time I met, he's like, how you like this course? But he was saying it like, hey, hey, hey. I think you said, and I'm, I don't know if this, this is a family show, so I'm not going to. But I think you said something about really loving the course on the last lap. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. Something India like that. Approved. And I was like, India. <laughs> that sounds like me. I promise every lap that I laughed that I saw him, I'm like yelling out his name like, 
like you Jay. were smiling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully my videos and everything else showed yeah. that. And, yeah. India knows how to get ready for the camera. Now. <laughs> right. She yeah. might be on, on a struggle bus in the mid between <laughs> yes. between cameras, but sure, we didn't know what you looked comes. like at mile seven. Exactly, right? exactly. And and you remember when we were in the Divine Nine together oh in the goodness. pouring <laughs> rain? Yes. I do recall you being kind of happy during that yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, it was a monsoon. Yes. And she was like, "We got this." <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think when you're when you're out running, you have to pump yourself up somehow. Yeah. I mean, even though in the inside you're cringing and you're like, "Why am I out here?" But I think that that's to me like really running, and I guess why I love running because I'm like, you know what? This is a time where I can move my body, I can enjoy it, exactly. I can, and I always say I have the air breathing through my lungs. I'm blessed to have that. So I guess for me in those moments, even though I'm crying and afterwards. I'm like, why did I just do that? I'm hurting, but then I go and sign up for another race, right? Yeah. So that's just kind of, you know, what I what I enjoy and what I love. I definitely complain. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I have my moments too that I, I pump it up. But can you guys imagine what it's gonna what it's gonna be like that first time oh we gosh. all stand on a start line together oh again? Oh my gosh. Yes. Or we all wait for each other in the finish shoot again. Like yes. that's that's what keeps me going every day. Yeah. It's just knowing that like one day we're gonna get back to that and mm -hmm. it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jay, I would say this, because like even Cause I didn't think I really, cause I hadn't been racing a lot before the the lockdown. Mm -hmm. So, but when I ran that ten miler, like I ended up running with this young lady. Um, we just kept keeping, you know, how you kind of get in that groove with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I miss this. I miss just ending up with a running partner that I didn't even know before the race started. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. This I, real, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. The, the best part about it, so I, I you know, this kind of ties back. The reason that I love beer and the reason that I love running is because you can share both things right and you can share your stories around both things mm -hmm. and and that's you know that camaraderie aspect of running is mm -hmm. is is really the best part like i mean there is something awesome about a solo run and going out there and running yeah. on your own but really being able to celebrate the accomplishment and the fact that you got out the door in the morning mm -hmm. with somebody else and there's nothing like that yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. Mm -hmm. and i miss i mean we have some people out in the audience today that i just i, I just miss Seeing at races, we got Gary, we got Kara, we got Christy. Like, seeing people out here that I'm used to giving hugs to at the start and finish line, like, it's just, you know, it's, I just miss that, seeing people being excited, cheering them on, pumping them on. Like, yeah. that's just... That's just really what I miss. And I honestly think the racing scene is going to blow up after this pandemic. Yeah. Because not only have we obtained new runners because of the pandemic like there's people that either had ran in the past and are like you know what let me pick running up again mm -hmm. or just like have de developed this new love or just started running just because of the pandemic yeah. so i think it's just going to be a big boom when it comes to racing once everything really truly opens up yeah. i sure hope so i mean i anecdotally when i when i'm out for a run especially and i run at 5 30 in the morning six in the morning and i used to be you know, I'd see one or two other people out there. We knew who each other were because mm -hmm. we were the only crazies out there. <laughs> and now it's, you know, it's new faces. And it's mm -hmm. people that are getting out there because they can't go to their gym anymore. And they're discovering, you know, just how awesome this thing is. So right. I, I hope you're right. I hope that that translates to, to people coming out and, and making our community a bigger, even a bigger place to gather. Definitely. And then we got to get the word to the breweries. Mm -hmm. We got the runners coming and they're going to need some place to gather. <laughs> right. Yes. Pre and post runs. So. Definitely. Definitely. Where we runs in our future, for mm -hmm. sure. Well, for Jay, sure. before I let you go, because I know that you are a run dork, and because <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I don't really drink a lot of beer, but mm -hmm. I'll drink a little bit. Right now I'm doing the Narwater. Is there a beer that you would say a good starter beer for someone that's, you know, not really into um, the beer drinking but yeah. would like to start, but you don't want it to be too much? You have yeah, a good one? Yeah, you know, Jeff talked about, and, and Tess talked about Lalo. That's okay. a great introductory mm -hmm. IPA. Okay. Um, I'm only going to talk about Monday Night Brewers. <laughs> just so you, you know. know. Um, it's in your contract. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Taco Tuesday, the lager, is really good. Okay. Um, you know, it's not going to be something that, as Tessa said, hits you in the face with a lot of hops. Uh, that, okay. That's really good as well. And what's um, hops? I'm sorry. Hops are, it's a, it's a plant It's a uh, that, that's used to brew the beer. Okay, gotcha. Um, Makes the beers bitter. Yeah, okay, it's got the it. bitter taste. Okay, right, good. Right. Um, I also, you know, this is the one that I think I got you, and then you kind of. <laughs> but that's that's Doctor Robot a sour. Okay. And, you know, if you're drinking nar water, I think the the next logical step is a sour or fruited ale. Okay. Yes. Um, and and that's a that's a good direction to go in. Okay. And I actually brought test some beers. So I'm just oh, yes. we got a gift. Right. Right. So you want to do an unboxing? Sure, unboxing? we can do an unboxing. Do I don't want to, you know. So 
I like to I, I like to shop local, buy all the the local beers. That's a co- that's a creature comfort sour. Oh, get, nice. Called Get Artistic, and that uh, oh, wow. benefits some of the local art communities in oh, Athens. Like the can art. By <laughs> I was the way, just about to say the can awesome. art is amazing on these. Eventide. That's Eventide's uh, Red lo- Red uh, IPA. They're over in Grant Park, another great local brewery. Nice. That's Jungo oh, Juice. Wow. That is a that's that's like a smoothie in a can. That's the only non-local one that I brought Ooh. you. I, I might have to try that one. Yeah. It's incredible. Smoothie it's a, beers. I haven't heard of that. In Wisconsin. Yeah. Jay, you need to start just an Instagram just <laughs> about beer because yes. you are you are truly impressing me right now. And this is this is Burial Beer. They're in Asheville, North Carolina, and the only other places it. they distribute outside of North Carolina are Atlanta and New York City. Um, Great brewery. Their their director of marketing is a, is an Atlanta guy who does some photo, uh, photo shoots for us, and that's their logger. So nice. Uh, thank you so much, Jay. Well, as I, I am so excited to try each and every one of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every time I buy a four pack, for me, it's like, who am I gonna sh- who am I going to drink this beer with? And who I'm not gonna drink all four of these. So who am I gonna share it with? Right. Because the, you know, there's always a, you know, the thing about local beers is that all of them have a great story behind them and mm-hmm. so it's always fun to tell those stories and, nice. and share them with people. Absolutely. Well, thank yeah. you. Well, you sp- you sparked my ears a little bit. You said smoothie beer and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that sounds like it might be a little bit up my alley, so maybe I need to look that up. We'll look for you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for coming on and sharing your dork run beer. I can't even get the words together. Your knowledge together for us. We greatly appreciate it. And I think Tommy and I will see you in February at the, uh, I think we're going to do the half. We're doing a half. Uh, uh, the I think half, we're doing yeah. a half marathon. Yeah. Awesome. So I'll be guys. there as well. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, everybody. You're welcome. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for coming on. Yes. <laughs> so, guys. Yes. What are we doing? We are chatting it up a little bit. Tess, thank you for having us out here this today. This has been so much fun. We, we could <laughs> probably talk for, for days about this, this one topic, but mm-hmm. um, if, if you don't mind me doing a, a quick just pump up of you two. Oh. Um, for those of you who have never <laughs> listened to the Run Duo, make sure you get on all of the platforms that have podcasts. Um, pick one yes. and download uh, the past episodes. I think you guys are into the, are you in the hundreds mm-hmm, yet? Mm-hmm. What? Well, you're one something, right? <laughs> what? No, we're not. <laughs> no, you're close, though. We're in the 70s. You were arguing about what episode it was in yeah, the last one. What we're, is yeah. it? We're in the 70s. This, okay. this will be 74. So we'll, we'll be hitting the hundreds soon. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we're out there. So we started our podcast back in t- 2018, every other week. We haven't missed a week. You have every not missed a week. week. on that one. And we just great time. content. And let me tell you guys, these two have gotten some phenomenal guests. I mean, there was a streak of like, they got who? They got who? <laughs> I was like, who are you guys? Who's your booking agent? Right. Um, so thank you guys for being a service to the running community with your content. Yes. And it's not just, you know, them talking about everything they know. I mean, it's, they, they, they do a great job of just making it feel like a conversation between two running buddies. So, yeah, I uh, highly recommend the run duo. Thank you so much, Tess. For your listening pleasure. Yes. yes. Thank you so much, Tess. And Tess is always our number one supporter, of course, and having us um, at her out at her events as well. I mean, I'll let Tommy speak, but we always like to enjoy having a casual conversation and making running not so intimidating. Like, yes. we can all have a, gr- a great conversation. We talk about our run stories. We bring people on that are doing amazing things in a run community that may not be recognized. Like, that's our biggest thing. Um, so definitely want to do that. And, of course, we definitely have elite runners that come on. And Alephine Tulamak is one of them. We've had some amazing people on on the show. But that's what we want. We want to make sure that running is relatable and fun. Like, let's joke. Let's have a good conversation about it and not so high-level technical stuff. And that's what we like to enjoy and um, have a conversation about. So definitely check us out. Well, I appreciate it, Tess, always. Um, <clears throat> I do this because I just enjoy talking about running. I, I mean, that's the only reason I do it. This is something that I started um, with Shut Up, Tommy, my original podcast, and then, you know, grabbed India because India's enthusiasm is off the chain. <laughs> it will jump off the page. It will jump off the, the screen. It will jump off of your, your uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast. So that's why I grabbed her because I knew she could keep me going yes. um, when I didn't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. But, Tess, <laughs> I want to say to you, and, I mean, Tess, we've never really had a good story podcast with you because I want to do a podcast with you where we started the beginning okay. mm-hmm. the first day you run mm-hmm. I mean I want to start from the beginning and work my way up to where you are now because Tess you have done things as a race director I'm not getting into the minority side I mean you're a minority race director but you have done things as a race director that I didn't think 
could get done sometimes. When I mm-hmm. see your races that you put on, the relay is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the work that you put in, I'm always impressed by the things that you do because it's people think race directors, all they do is organize and get the permits and stuff like that. You market. I mean, when I'm talking to Tess. She's in hands are in everything. Exactly. When mm-hmm. I'm talking to Tess, Tess will come up with five ideas in a 15-minute conversation. <laughs> and Tess will be like, so I got this idea. <laughs> exactly. Go run with it. What you, she'll, what, she'll, you what you got? What you got? Yeah. I mean, if you, keep, if you talk to her long enough, she will figure out yeah. how to bring the deficit down in the United States. I mean, yes. that's yeah. the kind of stuff Tess does. I'll so take that challenge. I, yeah. I, I just want to thank you very mm-hmm. much for always keeping us in mind when you're putting stuff yeah. like this together. Oh, thank and keeping you us guys. on our toes as well. Greatly appreciate it. Well, listen, it's, it's what is that? T- I mess up quotes all the time. Uh, the rising tide rises all boats, something yeah. like that. Yes. <laughs> I think we're kind of in that situation. We got like yes. kind of like a network of, of um, great people. Like we're all around the same age. We're all around the same um, interest and experience level in this mm-hmm. running game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just love the things that you guys are doing. And anytime you guys are willing willing to ride with me, yeah, you, you got your seat in the in the ride. Yeah, so I mean, I just think we're the, all the kind words. Definitely, I think we're all. It's better together. Like, why not collab together and make a bigger picture with the things? Like, there's so much room for everyone to grow in the running community. Absolutely. Everybody can do their own thing, have their own like everything. But if we come together, I think it just makes it so much better. So, right. thank you, thank awesome. you, thank you. No you have anything problem. else, Tess, you want to give us any well, other Anything coming up that you want to talk about? Oh, well, um, coming up, I will say um, we have open registration for the race 2021. Yes. Um, of course, 2021 is completely uncertain. We don't know what is, what's going to be allowed, where we're going to be. But we have open registration. We already have 300 um, runners registered for the race 2021, which I am honored because yes, sure. I know I'm not signing up for anything in 2021, <laughs> so I know for sure it's going to happen. So Tess we had, over here like, sign up. I ain't signing and up, I put but it you out there. I, I opened it up, and I put a little disclaimer. I was like, listen, sign up, but don't sign up if you're going to be mad if it's, you know. So yeah. 300 people have already signed up. Um, oh, I'm still working on ideas for uh, Run Social Race Series, and um, I do have a few client events. Atlanta Mission 5K is going to be a virtual event. The MLK Day 5K drum run is mm-hmm. happening at Stone Mountain Park. So mm-hmm. we're going to start pumping that up for the beginning of 2021. And um, just for my personal running, I'll be out there for the um, Publix Atlanta experience. Um, and You're doing a half for the full? I'm doing the 5K. <laughs> and then I'm going to... I'm like, the half for the full. She's like, actually, the 5K. No, it was never, was never going to be the full. So you should have gave, like, two, right gave two other options. <laughs> But I'm gonna um, be a crew chief and volunteer for the. Attack. I want to make make it happen. So. Okay, cool. And then um, you know, just our, our typical races. So, and my my prediction and my projection is that the ATL relay might be our first race of the year. So. Yeah, woohoo! Let's I would like that. that. The ATL ATL relay is awesome. Yes, and of indeed. course, you can you find like us on one. all the socials at Run Social Atlanta <laughs> at the race underscore UC. Yes, definitely. And, uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Tommy, since uh, since Tess just threw out her handles and how we can find her, how can we find you? Oh, you can get me at tmitch68 at gmail.com. <laughs> you sure? I'm like, she, I, I, don't I, was, know. I was about to say State Farm. I'm sorry. Uh, at gmail.com. Get a quote. <laughs> get a quote. Anybody needs their roof looked at, I'm here. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, and then, of course, at tmitch68 on Instagram and yourself. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore indigo, which is E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. Or you can find me on my website at milesfromindia.com. Well, it's been a great day. I'm yes. going to – my beer is empty. So uh, that, we gotta, that uh, means we need to get Tommy another beer right now to the table. And another beer needs to be <laughs> The beer's obtained. empty. The show is over. Y'all have a good Saturday. Thanks, guys. Y'all take care. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> All right, so have you officially